I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I feel like th- I feel like this week's episode I prepped some shit that is going to like fuck us up a bit in like a in like a bad way. Well, I mean, I don't know, in like a Miss and Jemmy kind of way. You know, oh. like like in a way that like like in a pimple a Dr. Pimple Popper way. Like a, in a way that like some people will get a hard on for it and some people will be like fuck this shit okay but so wait for the people who are just listening though right now like they're driving in their car they they shouldn't like stop listening no 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 but they might hear some things that make them feel a little funny but the people who are watching might want to just the, the people go that are to watching their car and just listen dude the people that are watching yeah 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 <laughs> okay. yeah that's it okay uh so f- i want to start off with a personal story okay okay but we should also say taylor is, taylor died she's <laughs> not with us <laughs> <laughs> He's Taylor, is, Taylor is no longer with us. He shut down. He went offline. Taylor has had an, an error. Um, so okay, I have a personal story. By the way, Taylor's okay. He's just sick. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So here's my personal story. Do you know what? The, do you know what a punctum is? No. What do you? If you were to guess, what what do you think is your punctum? Uh well if you you said what is your punctum so I assume that it's something it's a, that it's is part of your body part of your yeah yeah it's a, it's an 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 anatomical part of your brain you, you everybody has uh everybody has uh I think four total punctums okay I would say that it's probably it has something to do with your uh nasal uh br- like breathing your nasal passageway no okay but you're kind of close you I mean you're you're not. Like I'm close, like, like a, like if, if we were playing like a hot, cold game and parts of the, parts of the body were hot or cold, you're I'm like super, warm. You're, um, you're super warm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's, is it in your, your upper esophageal tube? Nope. Okay. Am I colder? So a punctum, <laughs> uh, uh, here, let me look it up so I get the exact thing. Uh, the punctum. Is uh, well, actually, here. Oh, interesting. A punctum is a noun, which means a small, distinct point. Okay. Um, but in anatomy, the punctum is the opening of a tear duct. Okay. It actually is a very small, distinct point. <laughs> so uh, the punctum is a very small hole. You have, I, I believe, I could be wrong, you have an upper punctum and a lower punctum. The upper punctum is the tear duct on the upside of the inside of the eyelid. The lower punctum is the bottom side of the the bottom eyelid on the inside. Okay, it's like where your sleepy builds up, your sleepy dust. Yeah, you wipe that shit out. Actually, I bet you that I don't actually know, but I bet you sleepy dust probably comes from your punctum, <laughs> or or if it doesn't come from it, it blocks it. Let's look that up. It where, could block it. Is sleepy dust like universal? Where, where do, do you sleepy think what is sleepy dust? dust? Like, is it like it's just fucking eye jizz? It's eye it, cum. But does it? Is it like shit that gets on you, like dirt that is on your eye that then like <laughs> sleep? Otherwise, who calls it sleep? Who is calling it sleep? Don't call it sleep. It's sleepy dust. And also they, they don't even say sleepy dust on Google. They say sleep, otherwise known as sleep dust. It's sleepy dust. Okay. Do you say sleep or sleep dust? I don't think I say either. I think I say like I goo. Dude, it's definitely sleepy dust. I think I, no, I think I say sleep, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I think I, I fucking hate this snore because it goes on <laughs> for way too long. Okay, so, so so sleep, otherwise known as sleep dust, eye sand or eye crust. I like eye crust. I like eye is, crust too. That is exactly what it is. Don't think I've used any of these terms though. I don't either. I use <laughs> sleepy dust. Okay. Sleepy dust is a mixture of oh, skin cells, mucus, oils, and other eye debris. Yeah, right. Okay. It collects in the corner of our eyes whilst we sleep, and we often need to clean our eyes to get rid of it. Whilst sleep has many colloquial names, it is technically referred to referred to as REUM. R-H-E-U-M. REUM. REUM. R-H-E-U-M? REUM. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I it, so it does sound like it comes from outside, gathers like on the surface, yeah. and then yeah. like accumulates in the crevasse of your of your of your what what are we what's it called again? Don't say crevasse. What's the hole called? What's the tiny <laughs> your point? Punctum. Your punctum. Right. It accumulates there, right. so but it doesn't come from the outside. From the inside out. No, no. I think I think it's okay. just like it's just boogers from your eye. It's like tears. Just, it's just like, all the shit on your face gets stuck yeah, in that yeah, crevasse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Plus, like the oils from your eye, like yeah, yeah, right. from your skin and like the the tears from your eyes. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, here's my story. I had a fucking thing happen with my punctum. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the other day, I was at home, and uh, I was doing what I do every fucking few days. <laughs> trimming my beard hairs like how there's no sound effects to these got, stories got, nikki got, you must appreciate this <laughs> i got a big beard right now if you're not watching you can't see it but i have a i have like a, a pretty significant look at this fucking it's pretty beard. thick it's a thick beard so i had to like i was trying to take care of my mustache because my mustache hairs were like like falling into my mouth mm. and shit and i don't like yeah. that so i want to keep my mustache trim and and short and so I was using uh, clippers and I was uh, trimming my mustache and I felt a hair, a hair went like up into my eye and I went, oh, oh. and like that happens every once in a while. So I was like, oh shit. So I like rubbed my eye and then I didn't feel anything. And I was like, oh, I got it. It was easy. So I went on with my day and it was probably like two hours into the day and I was sitting on the couch, hanging out and Kira's in the bathroom, like doing something. And I'm sitting there and I blink and I go, fuck my left eye. I'm like, why is it? Fuck, it feels like there's something in my eye. So, of course, I do the thing. I don't know if you ever do this, but like you take your. Oh, yeah. If you have something in your eye, you're supposed to take your upper eyelid your, by your eyelash. You pull down. You like pull it down and then you like look up and look side to side and yeah. then you let it go. That's a good hard reset on yeah, your eyes. That's you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that and nothing. I still had this like something was in my eye. I'm like, fuck. So I go into the bathroom with Kira and I go, hey, babe, can you look at, like, can you, like, look into my eye? Is there anything in my eye? And so I fucking pull down. I'm, like, doing this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't see anything. And so then I went to the mirror and I was, like, fucking jank. Like, I was just straight up clockwork <laughs> oranging my fucking eyeballs. And I couldn't see anything. And then and then I, I did it one more time and I noticed a little, like, black dot. Not on my eye, but, like, where my bottom punctum is, my tear duct. No so I saw idea. a little black dot on my tear duct Dude. and I went, but, but then I was like, Oh, is that just the, t is that just the punctum? Is that just the whole now? I know punctum now because I had to look up what happened did to me. You, did you dude perfect like trick shot your beard hair into that very precise crevasse in the punctum? No, you didn't. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that a thing? So I saw this black dot and I thought that must just be the hole. Right. So I looked in the other eye and I went, oh no, that hole, the other, the hole in the other eye is like a little pale. Right. So I was there's something in my fucking punctum. I didn't know the word <laughs> punctum at this point. There's something what, in my fucking tear what, duct. What, okay. Is that what you said? You yeah. Said, I was like, I was like, fuck, there's something in my tear duct. I think what's the difference between a tear duct and a punctum. Same Do you thing. Know this now? It's the same thing. Okay. That's what a punctum is. Okay. Your tear duct is your punctum. Okay. So why don't we just <laughs> use tear duct? <laughs> I want to be correct because we're fucking doctors here. So, so I go, babe, there's something in my, is there something in my fucking tear duct? And she comes and she looks and she goes, Oh yeah. It's like a little fucking black thing. 
And I go, is it sticking out? And she goes, if it is, like, barely. So I go, babe, 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 go grab your tweezers. Ew, no. And she goes, fuck no. No, 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 no. I'm not. And I was like, look, I know, but I need, like, in this moment right now, if you love me, I need you to get the fucking tweezers because I got to deal with this and I'm going to be very careful. And she goes, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, that's a bit, it's, this seems like out of our fucking field. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Because like, as you're saying this, this might be weird, but I'm going to be vulnerable here for a second. Did you start salivating a little bit? Because like the idea of like, Salivating as in like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, sal- like, what? Why? Why salivating? Because like, there's something about when like, so like, say, let's let's be a little bit less graphic here for a minute. <laughs> like when you when you get if you get like a splinter in your finger, yeah. and like you get in there and you start digging and and you like get the end of it, and the satisfying feeling of like pulling that whole entire fucker out at the same like in one fell swoop well here's is so satisfying yes. it it makes me it makes me like feel like i i i don't salivate like like uh, that would taste good type of salivating it's that like it's that like it's that i get that, what like, you mean feeling of satisfaction yeah. of, i like, get i get what you're saying removing the thing from the hole yes i get what you're saying but here's <laughs> the thing you are adding you so you kind of you're already anticipating what's about to happen right in this moment I see. I see. As a storyteller, I sort of gave you a foreshadowing moment when I was when when I was um, fucking right. Yeah. In this moment where I'm sitting here asking for the tweezers, I forgot that I fucking trimmed my mustache an hour or two hours ago. Right. Fuck, dude. I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm in for. I'm I'm sorry. How ignorant of me. I didn't realize how well you set that up. (laughs) I just think that this is like a piece of fucking dirt or something. Right. Because I can see it. I I definitely don't think this is a fucking hair. Okay. So she gets me the tweezers and I, and I fucking surgically, I like pull down and I take the tweezers and I go in and I very carefully pluck things sticking out and I pull out, dude, I pull out a hair that's about four centimeters long. No, you didn't. No. Out of my fucking punctum. No. Yeah. And to be to be frank with you, Bri, it felt amazing. Right. I bet it I've, felt amazing. I mean, I feel that I secondhand feel that. Right so now. so I do this and I go, I go to I go to Kira, I go, hold, and she's like, what? She watched it. She goes, whoa. And I go, oh. And we're both like, holy fuck. And she goes, what the fuck? What was that? And I go, it's a hair. And she goes, how? And I go, I don't know, but I was trimming my beard earlier. And I felt a hair go in my eye. But then I didn't see it. So like maybe it was that. Went straight in. Went, well, so so I had to look this up. I, I went hair in tear duct. Now, the reason I'm searching hair in tear duct is because this must have happened thousands of times to so many people because it happened to me. Guess what? The internet has no this evidence. Shit doesn't happen. That it's ever happened. This shit happened once compared to the internet according to the internet and guess where guess where it, it where i found where it happened and also it wasn't a beard hair okay this is the new delhi journal of ophthalmology this is the yeah. o- i've scoured the internet this is the only thing i found this is coming out of india Dude, the delhi journal of ophthalmology i just want to say that i'm excited to get into this but if for the people who are super nervous about what's to come later in the show if you stick around, I will reveal a secret that will one up your story after this. Oh assault. my god! Okay, I'm right. just saying. All right. So here's the abstract: a middle-aged male presented to the IOPD. I don't know what that means. With complaints of right eye foreign body sensation. Okay, so that's what I had, but I had left eye foreign body sensation. Right, like foreign body, like there's something, something in, my in your eye. eye. There's yeah. pain. There's redness. There's watering. Now he had this for ten days. So he goes into the fucking OPD. Anterior segment examination revealed a hair in the punctum, which was removed easily with 
atraumatic forceps. Don't know what those are, but they're some sort of forceps. Patient was prescribed topical antibiotic eye drops and lubricants and followed up after one week. Hair in punctum is a rare phenomenon wherein eyelashes, which are shed like regular hair and carried away by reflex lacrimal secretion and then sucked into the lower punctum <laughs> due to negative pressure created by the canaliculus secondary to eye blink. Huh. We describe a case of hair in punctum, which was removed by a simple procedure, relieving the patient of his symptoms. Now, so just knowing... So this could have been an eyelash, but I'm pretty sure... It was beard hair. I pulled off some beard hair that sucked it in due to negative pressure created in the canaliculus secondary to eye blink. So knowing that there's only ever been two cases of this to ever happen. Yeah, yeah, that's okay? it. So knowing- and, and, and Brian, I, I swear to you, like when I say, I, when I say <laughs> that I couldn't find it, like hair, I, I put specifically hair in punctum, you get a bunch of fucking shit that ain't that. Right, so, so how good does it feel- knowing that you got a hair in your punctum and instead of going to the hospital, you fucking, fucking took just, it out yourself. I pulled that motherfucker out by That's myself. badass. I know. That's crazy. I know. So, um, okay, go ahead. You wanna, do you want to know my thing? Well, I, no, not yet, first? because I want to okay. show you, while I was looking for hair no. in punctum, I also came across a video on TikTok, which looks like a hair in a punctum, but I think there's something else to this. And this was covered on Dr. Pimple Popper. And she's kind of questioning what the fuck's going on. And she thinks it has something to do with some weird type of like nasal clearance. Okay. So this is one, huh. of, the, this is one of the first things that's going to fuck everyone up here. <laughs> here we go. Explain to people what we're looking at. Okay. Somebody has tweezers. Whoa. Whoa. They're pulling a hair Dude, it's like out a of the punctum. It's like a magic trick. That you, if you said yours was four millimeters or centimeters, that thing That's that like just four got pulled. Inches. Yeah. That was that was a lot of hair. <laughs> you know, that doesn't weird me out. But it also oh, it, makes you feel so fucking it weird. also doesn't it. look as satisfying I as I thought. Like I imagine if if you got the tip, the like the tip of yours that was like really small and pulled out. That would be more satisfying than that than that long one, I think. But I'm not entirely sure. I hate that. Okay. So, what if I one told up you, me, Bri. one up me? What if I told you that I had a hair in my punctum right now? Would you believe me? No. Hold on. What? Look at my eyes. Is this happening? Right Look now? at my eyes. Wait, which one? Which which I don't lower know. punctum, upper punctum? Either you one. Can't tell. Just look. Okay. Hold on. Which and do this eye right here? Do you see a hair? In my not in your lower punctum. Upper one's hard to see. Oh, look, look, look that way, yeah, yeah. That way. No, you don't, but hold on, you do have a you do have a little hair right here. Dude, it's growing there. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. That, wait, that hair? Holy fuck, dude. You got a hair growing on the, right on the, like, next the to my very punctum. edge of your punk. Like, I know, your, right? Wait, you knew that hair was there? You were waiting for me to find that? I've pulled it before. Did you pluck it? I plucked it. <laughs> because I wasn't sure what it was. And I was like, it's maybe a, that's it's a fucking. It's like a, it's like a, it's an, it's an eyelash <laughs> in the wrong spot, right? It's like an eyelash <laughs> in the corner of my eye it, by my tear duct. I don't know where my punctum is. So, yeah, no. So, so like, here, here, here's your, your tear duct is here. I'll show you your tear duct here. <laughs> I'll fucking. Well, no, no. It, I mean, you saw it in that video, but your tear duct is is um, your tear duct. No, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. Your tear duct is um, is right here. This is your tear duct. Look at this. See this? We're not showing this on the screen, but if you were to look at your eye, it is a oh, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. quite on the very edge on the inside, but it's, it's not in the it's corner. Like, it's like on the bottom. It's just, it's just on, it's where your eyelashes should stop. Mm. It's like there, the bottom, bottom of your eye, your bottom eye flap. It's yes, but like, you have an upper punctum as well. Okay. So 
anyway, interesting shit. That's fucking weird. You should be plucking that. I mean, monthly, I guess. <laughs> Holy shit. But you can't notice it unless you're like really close, right? Well, I ha- I mean, I was up in your shit and I still took me a minute to notice it. But it kind of looks like if that was my What's funny is I thought it was just a hair in the way and I tried to wipe it away and you were like, that's, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's growing, growing there. there. <laughs> it exists there. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay, well, this is very silly. Now, do you want me to fuck you up even more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I honestly didn't. I wasn't too bothered by that. So okay, well, this I'm, one, this one I actually can't watch. I have a hard, I have a hard really? time with this one. So what we're about to show you, and again, folks, I look. I know most people just listen to the podcast, and that's that's fine. That's great. But I really just like just take a second, look at the timestamp. We're like nineteen minutes and fifty seconds or so in here. Just look. Actually, probably more than that because of the fucking intro music and shit. I'll, but I'll mark it on. Yeah, uh, just look on at YouTube. look at this on youtube wherever you are in the podcast now look at the time go to youtube and watch this this is one of the most fucking crazy but also like gnarly things i've ever seen in my life okay this is a guy this white guy i don't know like the history to this i i found this on reddit but it's like this white dude who's like he's somewhere in like a it it looks like like sub-saharan african like town that obviously is like third world country they don't have like a lot of medicine and like medical um intervention and this is a a man who had a bone break and they're showing what happens when you have a bone break that you do not get treated okay interesting this is worse than any fucking piece of haul of meat i've ever seen so he says no medicine for pain no no medicine for pain that's the bone right there. He was like, there's no treatment. And you're able still to you have movement. Whoa. He just flexed his oh. bicep, but it looks like his bicep is broken in half. Oh, fucking hell. The bicep is kind of saying it's shorter and it's bigger. His muscles, muscles, yeah, holding the arm together. Oh, my God. Dude, so what I found out was that when the bone broke, what happens is that, and I could be wrong here, but what, what I'm pretty sure is happening is that the bone separated and it didn't get healed. And so what forms between the bone is ligament. No. So he's got ligament in there and that's what's connecting it. And now it's just new connective tissue. It's like holding everything just together. Just holding it all together. The yeah. bone is still yeah, the, I, I like The bone's still snapped in half, but there's not like negative space between them. It's just ligament form, formed. And that's why he can move it that way. It is, it's, uh, it looks like yeah. when he bends his arm, it looks like what I am, what, like, it looks like, um, like dinosaur legs. Yeah. It you looks know? like if you had an elbow flipped around backwards in your, on in your, middle bicep. Of your bicep. Yeah. Like you have like now all of a sudden three bones in your arm. But yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. You got your shoulder joint, your bicep joint and your elbow joint. Yeah. That, yeah. It looked very, like that would be. <laughs> so painful while that was healing though he didn't look like he was in any pain now but no i mean yeah i mean i'm sure it's probably there's like probably some chronic there's gotta be discomfort or something there but like he i mean he seemed very like yeah this is it this is my fucking yada yada da. i imagine because like when you're i mean when you're (laughs) really this is will show how little i know about anatomy but um like in your in your (laughs) in your elbow like you in your joints, I mean, like your bones sit like fit into that. Yeah. But if you break your your arm in half and there's no joint for it to sit in, it's probably just like bone rubbing on yeah other bone in the ligaments or whatever else other tissues around there. So I imagine that yeah moving that around quite a bit would cause a lot of pain even after it was healed. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty fucking gnarly. Um. But again, not that bad. Like I can really handle, okay. Yeah. I, I had a hard time with it. I had a hard time with it. Do you got anything worse? Um, is that it? Like you? I mean, that's pretty much it. Okay. I, I do have one that's like not gnarly, but it's fucking pretty wild. But that's later. Okay. That's okay. for uh, what the hell? All right. Um,
Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let's get into this story. This is actually, uh, this is kind of a bummer story, but it's, it's fucking interesting nonetheless. Um, this has been covered, uh, I found this one through Artifact. It's been, there's, you know, New York Times is talking about this. Why millions of Americans are taking deadly risks for medical tourism. This is a fucking crazy story. Last weekend, Four Americans were ambushed and shot by gunmen after they drove a minivan across the border into northern Mexico, northeastern Mexico specifically. Two of the Americans were killed during the shootings, while the other two were kidnapped for days until law enforcement were able to locate and rescue the victims from a house in the rural area of Tamaulipas. Tamaulipas. Later reports suggested the group were victims of mistaken identity and were uh, erroneously targeted by the gunmen who mistook them for other people. However, the Americans were also victims of the dark side of medical tourism. The practice of traveling abroad in order to receive medical treatments that they might not otherwise be able to obtain in the U.S. due to financial or regulatory Constraints, which mm-hmm. we kind of fucking talked about that in our very much controversial Lyme disease episode, which yes. almost got us canceled from all the physicians that like to listen to our show. Yes. Uh, but we won't go into that because that is drama. That is uh, a learning opportunity. That's a learning opportunity. Yeah. Uh, quote, border cities tend to be inherently dangerous places, but that is where many medical centers that attract Americans have to be located. Like... Mm-hmm. When we were asked to speak in Monterey for a uh, uh, cancer symposium, um, I don't think Monterey is technically a border city. No, I think it's like central. Yeah, but but Monterey was. I remember when we got that booking. I looked it up in Monterey, like like Canada, Canada. The government of Canada was like, "Do not travel to Monterey." Yeah, if you want to get, I feel like they say that kidnapped and shot. Don't go to you know Monterey. You know what's interesting is is um, this is like totally my subjective opinion, but like living in the Middle East for five years and traveling around the region quite a bit for work, um, I found that there are a lot of like safety sort of like warnings about visiting certain places that are just like like they were probably created at a point in time where there was like maybe a heightened risk or something. Yeah. But like then the risk just was stay. never like yeah. never like removed, yeah. and they just err on the side of caution, yeah. so they leave that there. But but I will say yeah. Mexico, like when I when I did my trip, when I did my whitewater kayaking expedition, and we we did like twenty one rivers between Canada, the U.S. and Mexico. Every year prior to when I went, they would drive. I mean, you drive the whole trip. Mm-hmm. We were in a bus. We were towing our kayaks. That's but so much my fun. year, when we got to Texas, um, we actually flew from our location in Texas to Veracruz, where we were going to be in Mexico. And one of our instructors drove the van or the bus and the, and the trailer to meet us there because it actually was like, like Juarez was, Juarez was the most dangerous place in the world. And this was like during the fucking shit that was happening in Syria. Mm-hmm. Like this was like, this was height of like, How of did, like ISIS shit. Can you imagine being the, the bus, the guy driving the bus? Oh dude, he was, I mean, we talked about it afterwards. He was like, that was, I was fucking shitting myself because again, like they were, you know, they were afraid of like targeting Americans or targeting Canadians, targeting white people driving like, you know, whatever, like expensive looking shit. And he was driving a, a school bus with like $30,000 worth yeah. of fucking whitewater equipment yeah. attached to it. Um, it was, it was like, I mean, Mexico, the cartel situation is like nothing to fuck with. Like it, you know, I've watched Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you get it. 
You know exactly what happens in real life. So anyway, (laughs) it was very real for these people because two of them died and two of them were kidnapped. Um, So border cities, no bueno. Uh, And this was said by Adam. He didn't say that, but he did say what I said earlier, and I'm not going to repeat it. Adam Wellstead, basically no bueno, a professor of public policy. And actually, he probably would have got canceled if he said border cities. No bueno. Yeah. Um, so what he said, I'll repeat it. Border cities tend to be inherently dangerous places, uh, but that is where many medical centers that attract Americans happen to be located, which is very much no bueno. Um, and Adam is a professor of public policy and social sciences at Michigan Tech University. He said many people flock to Mexico for medical care. It's important to stress that the outset at the outset, that the four who were attacked were undoubtedly victims. Two of them had their lives taken, while the lives of the other two have been changed forever by this tragedy. However, the situation underscores some of the inherent dangers that come with the practice of medical tourism and traveling into foreign countries in order to receive medical care. Yeah, it's an interesting... um thing because like i feel like medical tourism in a lot of ways especially ways that i heard about it um it's like glamorized i know that um in the middle east like in the uae people would would uh like travel to places like lebanon for for like plastic surgery or or things like that or even um like i i remember hearing of people traveling to like cuba for dental surgery i think um but there's oftentimes there's places where you can go and you can pay Far less for the procedure that you'd pay for in Canada or in the United well, like States. Well, like the lipidemic episode that we did recently, where people right. are, people here in Nova Scotia are like, "I'm going you can't to even get it J- here. I'm going to right? Japan." And like, but it's I'm not even like, Japan but not even because, not even because they're choosing to go on a vacation and do that. Yeah, be- but because it's that surgery is literally not offered yep, here. Exactly, and so. But but I think it, it's glamorized sometimes by like, oh well, you could instead of paying, you know. $2,500 for a root canal. Why don't you go to Cuba and get a root canal there and go on vacation for a week or two? And yeah, like I know get to Tur- see a new Turkey country has a lot of like medical tourism stuff. Right. For like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're huge it. for that. Yeah. And, yeah. and so um, I think sometimes people are like, it's, it's a bit glamorized, but also like there's a lot of risk with that. And there's yeah. a lot of times where people don't want to be doing those things yeah. and they're putting themselves in risky situations to try to like, hopefully, end up with a better health outcome or you know in the united states where like a lot of people can't afford health care and so they're forced to go to places where it's more affordable and so yeah you know like situations like this where you know they they're forced to go into like a really dangerous they're forced to go or end up in a dangerous situation is is really fucking shitty yeah uh, yeah Sucks. i mean we, i mean in this case extraordinarily shitty mm-hmm. Uh, Patients Beyond Borders, uh, a medical travel advocacy group based based in North Carolina, estimates that roughly 800,000 to a million Americans, 800,000 to a million Americans travel abroad each year in order to receive some form of treatment. That's That's way higher than I thought. That's a fucking unbelievable number. Is that, I wonder if that is because um, healthcare is, so expensive in the United yeah, States. Yeah, I, I would say I would say like ninety. I, I, you know, this is a fucking crazy guess, but I would say like ninety percent of it is that, mm. and then the other ten percent is like is like the case of the like Lyme disease thing, where it's like, or, hey, no one in Nova Scotia is treating, no one in Canada is going to treat Lyme disease, but there's a a clinic in Mexico that I can go lay on the beach and like get chemo injections to treat my Lyme disease, which actually like probably isn't actually going to help. Anyway, whatever. That's a uh, that's a uh, that's drama. Um, so uh, while medical tourists will travel to far flung countries like Singapore, India, Thailand, and Malaysia to receive care, they're more than likely to stick to places closer to home, like Mexico, Costa Rica, or Cuba. Yeah, that makes the Mexican border cities like Matamoros. That wasn't really a Mexican accent. That was more like uh, Italian. It was, <laughs> yeah. Amat the Moros, where the four Americans travel to, or nearby Reynosa, fertile ground for medical centers, to service them. But that's where the risks begin, at least for the four Americans who traveled to Tamaulipas. The U.S. State Department has issued a do not travel advisory, or a- advisory on the state of Tamaulipas, 
due to crime and kidnapping by organized criminal groups. The exact place where the four Americans traveled to for the tummy tuck procedure. They were going down for for um, some uh, plastics. Mm. Wellstead emphasized that the situation sounds like an isolated incident that may not necessarily reflect the risks that most Americans may face when traveling for medical procedures. But the U.S. US Center for Disease Control and Prevention also warns that, like any other medical procedure, medical tourism also comes with risks such as complications from surgeries and contracting pathogens such as hep B and HIV. I mean, you know, it's like, probably different, but like there was that case of the woman who was given like butt injections in her basement and like just killed a bunch of people because she put caulking in their ass. Whoa, no way. Yeah, wait. You, didn't, you don't remember that? I don't think so. Dude. We, we didn't, didn't talk maybe, about that. Yeah, did we? maybe we didn't. Maybe we'll, I'll, I'll prep it for next week. But she okay. was like just, she <laughs> was just fucking injecting like yeah. caulking into women's buttockses. And it, she was in like California or something. Yeah, that's really funny. Is, in her basement. Uh, speaking of injecting caulking into things to try to fix it um, and butts. Uh, I mean, saying the words injecting and <laughs> caulking and butt in the same sentence. When I was risky. When I was like 17, uh, Tara Curry was at my house and I picked her up over my shoulders. Should I bleep her name uh, out? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I picked her up over my shoulder and I, I like, I like, pinned her against the wall and her butt went through the wall in my basement. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, Oh fuck, fuck, fuck. I got to <laughs> fix this. And so, uh, so, uh, her and I like tried to like fix the hole and I took a caulking gun <laughs> full of caulking and dude, the hole was like this no. big and I just filled it with caulking and it was the dumbest thing. Like yeah. there was nothing in there to yeah, hold it together in the wall. It looked like such a mess. And um, anyway, my mom obviously knew like immediately. That, That's so funny. We and, did uh, that. Uh, Sh- Shane Timmons did that to my friend Graham at Brian's house. Put Graham, Graham was like, he was so little compared to all of us. And he put Graham through the wall. And then, <laughs> and then Brian took a, uh, it took his poster on the wall. It was like a Pearl Jam poster and just put it <laughs> over the wall. That's so a much better idea. It was great. It was a great idea. <laughs> um, so, um, well, instead, the, the guy that was speaking earlier emphasized that the situation... Oh, right. It's an isolated event. So the growing demand for medical services in America is traveling abroad to places like Mexico also strains the supply-side capacities of these destination countries. Wellstead said, um, he added that not knowing the health policy environment of these countries might also result in additional medical risks and safety concerns. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, there's a whole bunch of... There's a... There's, I'm done with this article. It I'm just, fucking goes on. So forever, my question for you is: like, is even notice knowing what you know now? Um, would you? So say you had a surgery that, like, you know, it wasn't like a life-threatening thing, but like it was something that you really wanted to take care of or fix, like a tummy tuck. And it was like, say it was like ten thousand dollars here, but you could do it in uh, Peru for two thousand dollars. And then your flights would be like, you know, you're going to end up paying far less. Would you go and do that? Yeah. I mean, so, so yes, Peru. Yeah. So, um, so for you, it does it depend on the country. Yeah, like, of course. Like okay. if they were like, all right, look, you want a tummy tuck and we'll do it in Iraq for cheaper. I'm probably not going to go to Iraq. I'm probably not going to go to Syria. I'm probably not going to go like fucking it's in the Ukraine. Let's go do it. Like, let's go get that surgery you wanted in the Ukraine. No, no. If it's in Turkey, yeah, sure, I'll do that. If it's in, you know, if it's in Japan, that's, I mean, you're probably, you're actually probably paying more for the travel from here. Yeah. Um, it depends on the country. If if it's in Mexico, sure, but where in Mexico? Because again, like, I'm not going to fuck with like Monterey. I'm not going to fuck with Juarez. I'm not going to fuck with the places that, where there is a, a, a legitimate like cartel fucking crisis happening right now. Yeah. Like no, I would pretty much go anywhere. Um, the my thing would be you would go you would go to Syria for sure. Yeah, really. Yeah, because um, and it, like th- I feel like this is one of those things that I took away from, like working in in the Middle East is that even in the countries that are like there's like really bad stuff yeah. happening in, they're actually good and safe places uh, there. I, and, look, I'm not going to disagree and, with you there, but 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 you can't deny that there is definitely an increased risk. But the increased risk doesn't necessarily mean like if you go there, you're fucking done for. I would love to like depending I mean, on it's where, like a life where goal. you're going. Like like you don't want to go to Crimea. Yeah, I mean, not you know what right I mean. Now, you don't yeah. want to go to like yeah. an actual place where there is active war happening. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a fucking no. 
Yeah, for sure. Right now. Okay. I was 100%. like, I was like, right, yeah. Brian, is that <laughs> yes, a no? Yeah. Or are you going, no, yeah, I'll go to no, fucking. It is, it is though. Um, yeah, it, for sure it is. Um, the thing that would matter more for me is the quality of the care. Right. Like, of course. Like, of is course. it, yeah. I mean, can I do enough research to find out that like the standards yeah. that they follow the thing are, yeah. are the same and not, and not like, I'm not even talking about the country's standards. Yeah. I'm talking about like the specific, the specific, clinic. yeah, yeah. Like, there's probably a lot of places that do things, you know, in a in a gray operate maybe in a gray area where like yeah. the country's rules and regulations like are actually pretty good. Like, but yeah, like I mean, <laughs> like China and like like you know the whole uh, organ donation situation in China. Mm-hmm. I think in the next like twenty years, we're gonna hear some shit. I think India's a, a lot wild. Like, like India, there's really I mean, there's really high quality of care, yeah. but there's also places that are probably yep. sketchier. I mean, yeah. probably like a lot of places, but yeah. I'm saying India because I've been there and have yeah. received medical care there. I just, <laughs> I just watched a really interesting, I've been watching these like travel vlogs. I uh, got into it. I don't even know how I got into it. <laughs> I think I got into it cause I was watching this guy who was going to like hang out with like a, like a, like what he was told was like a cannibalistic tribe and he goes, hangs out with them and he's like, oh, right. Yeah, like- yeah. Yeah. But then I saw this one of these two dudes that were like, we're going to go travel to um, Afghanistan. And they were in Afghanistan. And it was like Al Qaeda, like controlled areas of Afghanistan. And it was so fucking beautiful. And they were like, actually, it was like, you know, it took us a lot of effort to get here. Like our country basically told us they didn't want us to go and they weren't going to let us go. But we went anyway. And they had this amazing time. And it was like a really cool thing. And they were like, there was only one moment where we felt a little bit off. And it was because we got caught filming at a checkpoint mm-hmm. which is like a big no-no but other than that they were like this is you know we were like it was cool we were they, we were we were okay there's a there's a lot of places in afghanistan and iraq that are that are like night be- like yeah. be- super yeah. beautiful places that are also safe yeah um, the other thing though is like I, I i do i also like there is a small part of me that's like i don't want to and this is kind of outside of the medical tourism. This is like just like as a tourism thing. I would never really want to go to a country that like is like actively supporting shit that I'm like 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 North that I, Korea that I like. Well, I mean that I feel like North Korea is like the country, even, one even, country that you can sort dude, of like cast a no, like <laughs> no hate like no look no disrespect because I know I have a lot like people don't probably don't know this but I have. The name Jeremy Saunders is actually quite big in Turkey. It is, yeah. <laughs> so I got a fucking lot of Turkey lovers. It's from Artsuka. But like <laughs> Turkey's got some like there's a lot of like political and like social views in Turkey that like I just ain't about. You know, when it comes to like LGBTQ rights and shit like that. And I think I would have a hard time like going to a country where where I think I would I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to a country where I know that they are just like really fucking behind on the times when it comes to just social norms and like social views. Yeah. I I mean, I find I, I disagree with that um, a bit because like, you know, like for example, I have friends who are, who are um, Saudi nationals. Right. Saudi is a, per, like a perfect uh, example. Who are, like, who are amazing people. Yeah. And, and like the idea of, not going to a country, not getting to meet somebody like that because you disagree with like the general sort of um, yeah, vibe of the place. Like is, that's a good point. Is is yeah, yeah. Like I feel because like that, that that there's so view, many good that view people doesn't there. speak for the totally, general population. Hundred percent. That that actually is a really good. But point. But yeah, like yeah. it it does feel. I mean, like yeah. if you're if it comes down to making a choice of like going from one place to an uh, if it comes down to making the choice between two places like Turkey and Ibiza. Yeah, <laughs> then then it then doesn't really matter, does it? I was trying to think of like the gayest place like on earth, and I don't know why Ibiza came to mind, but like, what's the most like what's the most like positive LGBTQ like country that you can think of? Uh, I don't I don't know. I've never thought either. of. I'm not a. I mean, I've never thought can, of countries be, that I mean, way. It could be Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure someone just heard that and we're like, "Fuck no, it ain't." Yeah, maybe it, maybe it isn't, but like you know, I feel like I feel like Canada's got a good grasp on like. I like how you, you said I beat the. the but I beat the just sounds like they they're like we're all fucking fucked up. We don't care who's here. Like, 
Let's all let's just party. It's just a big party. <laughs> anyway, I feel like uh, yeah. I feel like uh, we're gonna get in trouble. <laughs> let's this conversation. On. Let's just move on. All right. So, um, speaking of sexy times, <laughs> that's a good speaking segue, of sexy sure. time. Um, th- I want to show you. Uh, what do you think this is? What do you think is going on here? <laughs> Uh, those are people in a long distance relationship that are kissing each other by a device <laughs> attached to their phone. Kissy, kissy. Uh, is that right? <laughs> oh did you know that? Did you know what this was? No, I didn't. Wow, Brian, the solution to long distance relationships, perhaps. It looks gross. It's called a virtual kissing machine. My initial reaction is that it's absolutely not the solution to long distance. Check this out. Look at this fucking thing. All right, so... It kind of looks like a flashlight attached to the phone. It's it's definitely a fucking mouth (laughs) flashlight for sure. (laughs) Right? So uh, a remote kissing device has been created by a group of university students in China for people in long-distance relationships. The 3D silicone gadget has a mouth-shaped module... Which looks like a flashlight, <laughs> but just a mouth instead of a pussy. And it's triggered through a kiss, which is then transferred to the mouth on the other side, to the other phone, to the other device. It mimics the movement. Oh, my God, dude. I don't think. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> it mimics the movement, temperature, and pressure of the kiss using sensors and links to phones via Bluetooth and an application. You know what, dude? Honestly, this makes, this makes me, me feel fucking. This weird. makes me more sick than all of those other videos <laughs> that you showed. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The device, which was created by a group of universities in China, has been met with criticism on social media. No shit. Some users call the device weird, while others found humor in it, saying the device convinced them that having a long distance relationship is a pretty bad idea. Uh, according to the Global <laughs> Times, a state run media outlet, the, in, uh, the invention has been patented by the Changzhou uh, vo- Vocational Institution of me- Mechatronic Technology. Quote, in my university, I was in a long distance relationship with my girlfriend, so we only contact each other through phone. Uh, Jiang Zhongli, the leader inventor, the lead inventor of the device, told Global Times. That's where the inspiration of this device or originated. I, I wonder, like, because, like, you could actually make a flashlight version of this where it's like, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to suck the fucking device. And then you have the part that you just roll over your hog but, or but like, like, or the mouth thing. It's like, I'm going to lick, I'm going to lick on the device. And then you put that on your hoo-ha. I mean, that would be better than the kissing thing. I'm, I feel like I'm China sure. wouldn't be down to be putting this stuff up on uh what was it called uh they they probably have like times. they probably have like mods for it yeah. you know like like yeah. like this is like the that is like the pr campaign that they're running but like anybody who but really like, looks you into can it, put your dick in it if you want it's <laughs> yeah. not kind of like every ad campaign it's like <laughs> yeah. this is what this is meant for but you but can yeah, also put your dick the in hitachi it. <laughs> wand it's meant for your fucking back to massage you but also Ran that shit up against your clit, and you are going to come so hard. (laughs) Yeah. A function in the app allows users to pair up anonymously with strangers in the kissing square. What? (laughs) According to CNN, meaning users can upload their kisses for others to download and experience. I like this is fucking naughty. I know, but like, let's look at it one more time. But but that's the thing is, (laughs) it it doesn't look that good. Like, dude. it, I mean, in that video there, it looks like it's just sucking a dick. Yeah, it, it looks just sucking. It's, it's, it's just like, kind of, yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? It, like, it, <laughs> it doesn't look like there's a distinct pattern. It's no. not like It's not like you would be able to it's kiss the, that it, we, and recognize when, your partner's It's when, kiss. like, your friend does the, like, fish kissy face. Yeah. Where they go, like... Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly that. And it doesn't... It's not anything like a real kiss. Like I just can't imagine Dude, that, that, really me like that like that. If someone kissed me like this, I'd throw up between their lips. Yeah, I think you like actually I would. would. I don't I think would that. That's not how I want to kiss. <laughs> In 2016, the gadget show featured the kissing app Kissinger. 
a sensory stimulating technology that mimicked a real kiss through a touchpad, similar to the latest invention. The 2006 team created an iOS prototype that plugged into the iPhone's headphone jack and was triggered through the pressure onto the device. What the fuck? <laughs> it's slightly strange, quote, it's slightly strange how it's actually moving the pressure is moving around. Amy Williams from the Gadget Show said, there's like, there's some sort of like pressure you then feel in your lips. Dude, this ain't it. Yeah. No. You know this ain't it. You, you know, know what, what is it? The we vibe. That's some <laughs> yeah, fucking right. you want a long distance relationship? For sure, don't buy this fucked up fake fucking mouth and send that to your partner. Send them a we vibe so that they can either put in their hoo-ha or stick it up their ass and fucking play with your phone to make them come. Definitely, yeah. Don't be kissing the fleshlight mouth. But the the other thing that is, I think the thing that, so like my question to you is one is, do you think this sells well? No. Um, Cause I would say, but you I, know what? I would say it probably does because I'll tell you why I think yeah. I, so my, my reason might be different than yours because I think that it sells well, probably for the stranger kissing feature, not because it actually feels like you're kissing someone, but because of the idea that that can create in your head, sort of like as this like fantasy of like, Ooh, like I'm I think like, I think I'm kissing a stranger. Yeah. That's like kind of. Yeah. I think that interesting that the people that have that feeling there's only they're few and far between. It's like, a foot, so too, it's like yeah. a foot fetish. Not everyone's into feet. There's a few people into feet. There's a lot of foot people. There is a lot of foot people, but not everybody's a foot people. Right. Exactly. And the mouth thing, this kissing this fucking weird ass flashlight thing. There's not, a, there's going to be some probably not, not as many everybody. people as there are foot people. But there will definitely be there yeah. will definitely be a know, contingent. Man. Fucking weird. Anyway, that was that segment. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more. Okay, this is uh, this week's edition of What the Hell? <clears throat> this is actually crazy. This happened a few years ago. <clears throat> um. A patient at King's College Hospital in London played the violin while surgeons operated on her brain to remove a tumor. Whoa. So uh, Dagmar Turner, she was 53, played the violin so surgeons could ensure that parts of the brain, which control hand movements and coordination, were not damaged during the millimeter precise procedure. Now, fuck, I fucking forgot to prep the fucking Canadian heritage moment. Oh yeah. Burnt toast. Dr. Penfield. I smell <laughs> yeah. burnt toast. So we're going to put it in here. So, so toast is burning. Toast is not. Every time she has a seizure. She smells something burning. Now, if we can provoke that smell by probing the surface of the brain, we'll find the source of the seizures. Mrs. Gold, do you feel anything? I can see the most wonderful lights. And now what do you feel? Did you pour cold water on my hand, Dr. Penfield? Now what? Uh, what is it, Mrs. Gold? Burnt toast. Dr. Penfield, I can smell burnt toast. Dr. Wilder Penfield. He cured my seizures and hundreds more. They say he drew the roadmap of the human brain. We just called him the greatest Canadian alive. I was going to say, you probably didn't even need to prep or prep that, or we didn't even need to show it because everybody knows it. I mean, not our American listeners right, know. Yeah, Actually, right. and here's a fucking crazy thing yeah. I was just hanging out with friends in Montreal, and we were hanging out. One of my friends, uh, they brought their friends over. And the, the woman that was there, we were talking about heritage moments and she's from fucking Canada. And she goes, I don't know what these are. And she's, no. and she's 31. And I go, you're 31. And she goes, no, we watched all of them. And she was like, I've never seen any of these. How many are there? Because like, I, dude, there's, dude, there's all the ones we grew up with. And then they kept doing, they, they, they brought it back like two years ago. No. There's a bunch of new ones. No The new way. ones suck balls. Yo, what's your favorite one? Dude, I mean... Dr. Penfield is great, but I need those baskets back. But the one that I love the most is uh, acknowledge. Yeah. Acknowledge. 
Helipax like, explosion, baby. I also Let's like, go. through the air and across the ocean. I like that one. I also love. I love this one. This one's a fucking like. This one's a. Uh, this one's the like. Americans not, not are all like. What yeah, the they're fuck? like. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, you just watch. You just watch one of them. So yeah. anyway, the one I loved is they're they're talking about uh, reading in classrooms, and she's like, "Your son read this thing. Read it. Like, just look at what he read. He read the like St. James Bible or something." And the guy goes, "Both of you know I cannot read a word," and then he does this with his hand. <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. You fucking can't read, dummy. <laughs> anyway. Uh so so uh Miss Turner, fifty three, she played the fucking violin and uh while sm- smelling bird toast. And Miss Turner <laughs> uh from the Isle of Wright was diagnosed with a brain tumor tumor after suffering a seizure in two thousand thirteen. She was concerned over losing the ability to play the violin when going for the surgery, right? Her tumor was located in the right frontal lobe of her brain, close to an area that controls the fine movement of her left hand, which she needed to use. And here's some footage of her playing the violin while she's getting her fucking brain surgery. That's crazy. This is going to be crazy. Dude. Is that not wild? She sounds like she uh, sucks at violin. Yeah, she does, actually. But I thought she was she's also, <laughs> But also, her head's open and doctors are poking her brain. I, I think they're. I think they fucked her up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god, dude! They, and so we're, we're looking now at them poking her brain. Wow, that's so wild. What a crazy thing. That is insane. Like, look at that! Look at that! She got. She has like. She's like trait. Like something's up her nose. They removed ninety percent uh, of the tumor and allowed uh, Turner to re- retain full function of her left hand. I'm surprised that she, so she could. <laughs> I'm surprised that she could play, and she was all, and she, she wasn't moving her head because you know how like if you watch a musician oh, play dude, music, they fucking, they fucking go and off. they're just fucking yeah. jamming while yeah. they're doing it. Yeah, like imagine violinist. trying to do brain surgery on somebody playing an yeah. instrument. In, I mean, like, in general. I guess you know, if she's playing the fiddle, there ain't no way she's being still. Yeah, you know. You play Dude, the fiddle. You gotta jig. be doing a jig. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta be, you gotta be jigging. You know. By the way, that guy that broke his arm, right? Yes. What do you think that broke that break sounded like? Uh, that probably like that. Or like yeah. <laughs> that one? one was wet. Yeah, that was wet. I think it was the first one. I don't know what would cause it to be so wet. Yeah. What is the water? Well, so it would have been wet if he broke it. In the water. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Folks, that is it for this week. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, This is fun. It was fun. Lots of fucked up shit. Hope you enjoyed it. And again, go go check it out on YouTube Uh, just to get the visuals. There's some good stuff there. Bro, I'll put the uh, timestamps on so you don't have to like fucking scroll through and scrub. Yeah, I'll I'll at least put the timestamp on where we told you to go and watch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and big shout out to, uh, Canadian heritage moments. We all love them. And God knows that all of this, us Canadians in our thirties and 20 late twenties wouldn't be the same without them. Yeah. Um, and if you want to, if what's your heritage moment, what's your favorite heritage moment? We'd love to hear info at sickboypodcast.com. Let us know your favorite heritage moment. Um, you know, what's one that stood out to you? Uh, we'd love to know. So give us a shout out on info at sickplaypodcast.com. Also, Discord channel. Oh, Discord oh. channel is popping off. <laughs> Discord channel is popping off, so uh, come on over to Discord. You can find the link in the show notes. If you below. want to, uh, and if you want to send Taylor a, a letter to tell him uh, that you're sending him thoughts and prayers, you can do that at letters at sickboypodcast.com. Um, but like, but he won't get it because he's no longer with us. And uh, thank you, thank you to the folks who make this show happen. A huge thank you to uh, Donovan the Meerkat, CPAP Morgan for the sound design on the Monday episodes, and to uh, Richard Coin for the theme music, to uh, Take Part for their music that we use sometimes, and to Jeff Lonis. We love you all. Rich is going on tour. At Rich O'Coin on Instagram, go check it out if you want to see him. He's coming to a city near you. If you're still 
here listening to this right now and you haven't seen Rich O'Coin play music. It will change your life. You should go and look to see where and when he's yeah. playing we're because not, we're he is going on because he's our buddy. Yeah. It will yeah. change your Honestly, life. Honestly, it's like the best live show experience ever. Yeah. And I say that like even if I didn't know him, it yeah, hands down. It fucking rules. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Jeremy and this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.